Hello and welcome to the Bitten Word Podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Ashley. Um, so today we're just gonna jump right in. Uh, we're making Salmon Munier. That, that's how you say it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have never known how to pronounce this um, because it's French. So Salmon Munier. There's too many vowels. Um, yeah. And mushroom rice balls from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I love Zelda. Um, and even if you're not into video games, you've probably at least heard of Zelda, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I remember watching Dad and Blake play this when I was really young, like on like that first Nintendo, you know? Oh, um, the original Zelda. Yeah, with the cartridges and stuff. And I remember watching it and being like, what do you even do in this game? Like... <laughs> It didn't seem as straightforward as like Mario, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was, um, it's definitely a different format because it's like open world versus Mario's just like a side scroller. Yeah. It just like puts you in a level and then you like are supposed to be jumping and killing enemies, right? But like from the beginning with Zelda, it was open world and you had like, you know, things you were supposed to be doing other than just kill the enemy, you know? Um, so... I remember once I was watching Jeopardy at my in-laws house and there was a question that was something like this video game franchise has a character that was named after the wife of F. Scott Fitzgerald. And my mother-in-law was like, who would know that? And I was like, I know. It's Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt kind of dumb, but. Don't feel dumb. Background <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true. Background knowledge. It um, helps you win Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know things. Um, so The Legend of Zelda is a game that originally came out on the Famicom Disk System in 1986. So what even is that? I I don't know. This was this is like before this I mean this is before I was even alive, you know. <laughs> so, um yeah, so I I have never even I don't think seen a Famicom disk system. Mm-mm. And so I mean I think, though, for, like, a lot of more, like, casual gamers and for, like, younger gamers, I think it kind of, like, the beginning of video game history kind of starts at, like, Atari. Yeah. Um, and everything before that is only for, like, hardcore people or just, like, old people who, like, whose parents bought them a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? So... But it was originally and still is produced by Nintendo and is one of their legacy games that you continually see on all N Nintendo systems and new games are constantly being developed. So that's stuff like Mario and like Kirby and, you know, like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Pokemon has become sort of like a legacy game. Um but it was created by Shigeru Miyamoto, who, if you've never heard of him, is like one of the gods of video games. And so he's he's behind many of the greatest classic Nintendo games, including Mario, Donkey Kong, and Star Fox, and others. Um, Ooh, Star Fox. I haven't heard about Star Fox in a long time. I'm surprised you even know Star Fox. Because uh, Blake. I mean, I lived, I lived with you and Blake, so I have gotten some video game knowledge by osmosis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you heard anybody say do a barrel roll? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Star Fox. Um, so just as an interesting uh, piece of trivia, um, Nintendo, the company, 
was founded in 1889. What? Yeah, they originally produced playing cards. So that like, is so weird. That really took a turn there. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's not like a horrible diversion. No, it's not really a leap because you're no, still making games, games, right? Yeah, just a different division, a different kind of game. But that that is weird to me. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. That's that old. Um, so yeah, I think that was just kind of like a, a very strange, like you would never think that Nintendo, the company, has been around for that long. Well, it's just weird because you're like, Nintendo, there there's a very clear connotation, like not yeah, I guess so not connotation, but definition with, yeah. of what that is. That if you like went and bought a pack of Nintendo playing cards. I don't know. You'd think that they had like Mario yeah. on the king or something like that, you know, <laughs> Peach exactly. on the queen. Um, but that's not what it would be. That that would just look weird to my brain. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so in these games, you always play, or almost always, play as Link, who is a Hylian in a fictional kingdom of Hyrule. That was very confusing to me when I was little. I was like, this oh, game is called confused. Zelda. I thought he was Zelda. Yes, yes. Let, you know? That's very confusing to essentially anybody who's not played Zelda games. A lot of people think that Link is Zelda. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of like, <laughs> there's some funny things floating around where you have like people who like think nerds are cool, but who like aren't nerds, you know, and like mm -hmm. games, like dressing up as Link and stuff. And then they say stuff like, but what if Zelda was a girl? Like, cause they've done like the <laughs> like Link costume and you're like, Zelda is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's kind of funny. Um, but okay. So now these games are a little strange in that there isn't like, an established timeline between them like there are always these consistent elements between rain like between games for the most part but they range wildly in like plot art art style character ages and abilities it's like every game is its own entity but it's like you know it's a zelda game because you're playing as link kind of thing it's very weird. yeah I, I got one for my son for christmas that's like a mini cartoon style yeah like he got link's awakening yeah that's right yeah yeah so yeah so the original link's awakening was a 1993 game developed for the game boy and so this is a mm. uh like a redux for the switch but they do that too where they like they redo some of their older games for like modern systems um mm -hmm. but it just kind of like tells you a little bit about like the replayability and like like how good these games are that they like mm -hmm. continue just like republish them and, and they're good um so the best explanation i've heard for like what this how this works uh was on a tumblr post where someone was saying like instead of a story that has lovers constantly finding each other over like time and space and dimension i want like a hero and villain who are constantly finding each other through time and space mm -hmm. and dimension and that's essentially what this is <laughs> so, oh okay um so you are usually playing as link and there is usually a princess named zelda who you need to save or help uh, though sometimes you're playing as Zelda, 
and sometimes she's not Zelda, she's Sheik, who's kind of like her badass superhero alter ego. Um, mm. And the bad guy is almost always Ganon, sometimes called Ganondorf, who is trying to essentially destroy the world. But sometimes Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like sometimes Zelda is a pirate who goes by a totally different name, or sometimes Ganon is like a pig monster, or sometimes Ganon is just like the embodiment of evil, and sometimes it's like the multiverse. It is. It's 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 yeah, it's different. That's cool. Um, and so sometimes Link is like an elf boy, and sometimes he's a teenager, and sometimes you're time traveling. It's just it's all over the place. Um, so usually you're traveling all over Hyrule and you're going to different villages and experiencing different like beasts and species and stuff. And these usually include these are these are elements that are also typically fairly similar, like in most games. Mm -hmm. um, some don't have any of them. Some leave some out. It's just kind of random. But there's usually um, the Goron, who are a race of like these large brown rock eating things. Who um, wants to eat rocks? Sometimes you see that and like, what? What is in a rock that makes it appetizing? Like to anybody. I don't get they're it. Not, they're not like human. Like they're No, but even so, like Well, there's a lot of minerals. What is there in a rock? Okay. Okay. You got me there. I guess. I guess maybe. They do eat like rock steaks that look like steaks, but they're not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Um but the Zora, um, so there's the Zora, who are these, like, weirdly attractive fish people. Um, <laughs> and then there's the Rito, who are bird people. And then the Gerudo, which is Ganon's race, by the way, um, which look like normal people, except they all have red hair and, like, crazy eyebrows. And they're a matriarchal society where only women are allowed in their city. And the men oh, okay. are basically just, like, non-existent because they've been cast off like Ganon. You were... Until you said the only women allowed in the city, I thought you were basically describing the Weasleys because that's kind of how it is. <laughs> Red hair and crazy eyebrows. And matriarchal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and they're all like super buff, like warrior women. So, oh, that, I guess so they're Amazons. Amazon Weasleys. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so you also typically have to do like fetch quests and solve puzzles in large temples and you gain like abilities and weapons and armor that allow you to gain access to new areas as you progress. Um, so we've got some other Zelda games coming up in our episodes eventually. So we'll talk about some of them in later episodes too. But for Breath of the Wild, uh, this is the most recent game in the series. It came out in 2017. Most recent like mainline, new mainline game. Obviously like Link's Awakening was released after this but it's a redux and then they've done like um some other kind of offshoot like breath of the wild add-on kind of stuff mm -hmm. um but it starts with link having awoken with no memory after the great calamity that happened 100 years ago this seems to happen a lot in video games yes it does <laughs> um <laughs> princess zelda is in some sort of like ethereal state or 
something. I'm not certain. Um, after this huge battle that happened where Calamity Ganon, as he's known in this game, basically destroyed all of Hyrule. Um, Princess Zelda had been working to establish this army of these like free-roaming mechanical AI things called Guardians that are built from this sort of like ancient technology. But the Guardians were overtaken by Ganon and turned evil and they attacked the Hylians. So there were also, though, the Divine Beasts. And these are these enormous mechanical animals ran run by the same technology. And they are each piloted by a champion from one of the four main kingdoms that we discussed earlier. And they had the Goron champion, Daruk, who piloted Vabrudania the Lizard. The Rito champion, Rivali, who piloted Vameto the Bird. The Gerudo champion, Urbosa, who piloted Vanaboris the Camel. And finally, the camel? Zora champ, yeah, a camel. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they're, it's they're, very intimidating. Animal choices were a little random. <laughs> um, and finally, the Zora champion Mifa, who piloted Varuta the elephant. So the champions were all killed during the battle, and since then, the divine beasts have been controlled by Ganon's evil and have been terrorizing the country for the past hundred years by doing things like creating lightning sandstorms and flooding waterways and creating windstorms and volcanic eruptions and stuff like that. I've never understood that about villains. What is the point of all that? I don't Why know. do they? I don't get it. Why are they destroying all the stuff that they want to rule? Doesn't make sense. Something about feasting on the m misery of others. I don't know. Despair. Yeah, maybe. Despair. Um, so one of our main goals during this game is to tame all of the divine beasts by going inside them, killing the evil that's overtaken them, including m mini bosses, which are minor forms of Ganon's evil that all have elemental powers of wind, fire, water, and thunder randomly because well, earth like what yeah. are they going to do send yeah. an earthquake at you i guess well yeah so the thunder one is is vanaboris the camel um and they're in like the <laughs> desert and what? he's creating like sandstorms and so it is kind of earth based but there's like oh okay in the sandstorms and so for whatever reason they just made like it a lightning ability as opposed to, as opposed to like an earth ability okay. i guess because I guess because there's probably not a lot of fun ways to incorporate like earth elemental based fighting and weapons and things. Yeah. In game. Um, anyway, after you've done this, uh, modern day champions are chosen and the divine beasts work together to hold in check the power of Calamity Gammon at the ancient Hyrule castle where Ganon is based. And so like every time you, you, tame a divine beast they like charge up their like massive this massive laser and shoot it at the castle <laughs> and you see and the thing about this game is that it's open world and you can from the very beginning of the game just make a beeline for the castle and go try to fight ganon but you will die because you're not strong enough and you don't have good enough mm -hmm. weapons to fight him and if you charge up all the divine beasts before you go in then they all shoot their little lasers at ganon and it takes off like half of his life um life bar before you actually get into the fight and so it just makes mm -hmm. the battle easier and so i mean it may if it makes sense in game for you to be doing all these things but if you're trying to do a speed run or something and you just like run straight to the castle you're gonna have a lot harder time fighting ganon without them um okay so the scene 
Um, so that's sort of where things stand. And while we're doing this, we eventually make it into the Tabantha Plains, which is where the Rito territory and uh, is, and where Vaumeto is wreaking havoc with his windstorms. So while we're running around the village helping people with their quests, we encounter Cass's five children's children's <laughs> children's his children's child's <laughs> child's <yeah. laughs> Cass's five children. Um, so Cass is a traveling bard who is a Rito, and he plays his accordion and he sings you ancient rhymes that turn out to be puzzles for you to solve. Um, you encounter that sounds him sweet. It, yeah, it's I want a job like that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun to be Cass. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So you encounter him all over the map, but here in the village, you meet his five girls Keel, Knots, Cots, Cree, and Genli. Um, they're very cute, interesting. And they're all different colors. <laughs> um, so they're supposed to be performing a song for the elder of the village, and they're meant to be having a rehearsal at Warbler's Nest, but no one showed up except Keel. And can I just say, if you are like a singer, is that not like incredibly relatable? <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like trying to orchestrate like people to do rehearsals. It's so hard. Yes. Um, so you're meant to help her in rounding up her sisters to get them all to go to rehearsal. Uh, so the sisters all have different reasons for not going and you, you get them all to go. But Genli, uh, her reason for not going is that she's hungry and she demands salmon Munier. Um That sounds like something I would do. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I can't rehearse. I'm too hungry. <laughs> um, so now this game does have a cooking component. So you gather ingredients from various sources and you cook them over an open pot to heal health and stamina and other things like that. Um, but you also end up with cooking quests where you have to make certain foods for people. And in exchange, you end up with the recipes for different things and sometimes other random stuff. So here, Genli gives you the recipe for Salmon Munier so that you make it for her. And you have to hunt down the ingredients. And once you've made it, she can smell it on you and she demands it from you. Um, <laughs> if you walk up to her and, and like start a conversation with her, she's like, I smell it. You have Salmon Munier. Because you went and made salmon and then stuffed it in a plastic bag in your back pocket. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. So afterwards, she's found happily singing with her sisters at Warbler's Nest. So the recipe in-game for Salmon Munier is hearty salmon. Hearty being that it heals a lot of hearts or health. Mm. Um, tabantha Clever. Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, tabantha wheat, named after the Tabantha Plains region, and goat butter. I don't know why, but in this game, the only butter they have is goat butter. Okay, so that's the recipe for salmon munier. So you have to find all those ingredients and you throw them in a pot and cook it for her. Um, so let's go back to the cooking mechanic for a minute. So Link makes a lot of like really amazing looking food in this game. Um, we could make food from this game forever. Um, and in fact, we may end up coming back to it for a part two. Um, and you can just experiment with different combinations of ingredients and, and see what you get. Ooh, uh, that's fun. Yeah, you can just throw whatever you want in the pot. Um, it, like, you can make all kinds of stuff from, like, 
cakes to meat skewers and like mushroom green like mushroom and greens and you know just all kinds of stuff um, and they have a lot of different ingredients that you can gather like they have their salt is rock salt that you get from like big ore deposits and they have like durian um, yeah <laughs> yes but the durian heals a lot of hearts and so it's like one mm. of the better items to have <laughs> at least you um, don't actually have to taste it no smell it yeah um if you if you have we talked about i feel like we've talked about durian before we did in our pizza episode when we did inside out because there was a durian pizza oh yeah okay well recap if you if you forgot why durian is horrible or you didn't listen to that episode durian is supposed to have i have never smelled it but it's supposed to smell like a dead body but it's supposed to taste really good Blech. I would be interested to taste it though, even even how it smells. Um, so you can even combine things like lizards and monster parts to get you different elixirs, and those are like those will do things like make you faster or like give you resistance to like monster lighting. parts. That yes. sounds nasty. <laughs> yeah, so when you beat up monsters, like they go poof and they disappear, and what's left behind is like, like <laughs> a little pink blob that's like monster guts, or you get like a horn or like a talon or you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and like any of those things, plus like a bug or a lizard or you know other things like that <laughs> that have their own like properties will get you elixirs. Um, so that being said, you can combine different things that will ultimately get you what's called dubious food. Um, and so this is so funny to me because it's like the game is shaming you for your terrible cooking skills. <laughs> uh, and so the picture and the description of the food, though, are the real kicker because it says too gross to even look at. A bizarre <laughs> smell issues forth from this heap. Eating it won't hurt you, though probably <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and as if to drive home how it's too gross to look at the picture is censored with a pixel blur <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing it's funny okay and the icing on the cake here is that link's eating animation changes so when that's you, interesting yeah so like it sometimes it's different you know depending on what he's eating but normally he's just like hum, 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 and he scarfs it down happily um but it changes too he gives it a look like uh-oh and then he closes his eyes and he just crams it in before he can taste it <laughs> <laughs> um okay so now we are also making mushroom rice balls which are more or less onigiri uh, these show up in game all over and you can make them by cooking mushrooms and hylian rice that is the whole recipe which is funny because that's basically, basically the recipe <laughs> actually same for salmon munyar like you can make cakes and stuff and you have and it's like it takes like an egg and butter and wheat you know and like you're like and cakes like take more than cane. that yeah but these are funny because they're actually like pretty spot on <laughs> so uh, there's not story significance to the onigiri, but we're making them so that this is like a more complete meal. And we'll tell you a little bit about onigiri. But first, the salmon munier. So, munier is a cooking method slash sauce that is used primarily for cooking fish. Um, my experience with munier 
has been Sol Munir. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I feel like I usually hear people like that. And, and Sol is a kind of fish that's similar to like flounder. And so that's like, I feel like how people are usually doing Munir. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but I guess you can use it with any fish. Uh, this is a French recipe. Um, and Munir means Miller's wife because this method calls for dredging your meat in flour before cooking. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the sauce itself is made from browned butter, parsley, and lemon. And so it's very simple, but it's really tasty and it goes well with a lot of fish. Um, I was actually a little nervous to do salmon this way because salmon is like a very fatty fish. Yeah. And so like, you know, there's all kinds of methods for cooking fish, but typically when you have like really lean fish, like white fish, like that's the kind of stuff you want to use for like frying or stuff where you're going to have a lot of butter. Whereas things like salmon that are already really fatty, it's better to have like, you know, bake them or like, you know, do like salmon on papillon, pap papillote. Papillote, I think. Yeah. Paper. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, that's how I usually cook it, which is essentially steamed. Yeah. Um, and so like, and so this was not like, I was a little worried about it because it's like fatty fish with butter, but we'll get into what eh. it actually tasted like later. Um, so if you've never had browned butter, A, like where have you been? Because like every recipe goes for brown It's butter. everywhere now. Yeah. Um, but basically you melt butter in a pan over low heat and you let it go until the milk solids have toasted to like a nice brown color. And it really changes the flavor profile of the butter and it gives it like a very nutty quality. It's like caramelized butter. Yeah, kind of. Um, brown butter is, um, yeah, it's just really popular right now and has been for the past few years. And so it's really easy to find a lot of like desserts and recipes that call for brown butter. Um, but to prepare the meat, you dredge it in, in flour and then you pan fry it. It's very simple. Um, and I was reading that trout mounier is apparently like a staple of Creole cooking. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't have expected that, but it, I mean, it makes sense because it's a French dish and trout. Yeah, totally. Really you know, I'm wondering if that scene in Julie and Julia when she's first talking about it and they bring out the pan of fish yeah. and she's like, mm, butter. Like, yeah. I think that that's what they brought her. It's like Solmonier or something. Like that. yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh when I ate Solmonier before, it was when we were doing our, we used to have like a food blog where we would eat, eat uh, food from all these different countries. Um, and we did Solmonier for. Not me Belgium. and Christine. No, no, no. Me Christine and Will. And Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But we did Solmonier for Belgium. And so. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Onigiri now. So onigiri is a triangle shaped, typically, uh, rice ball that can have flavorings and fillings and is pretty common in Japan. If you've ever watched any anime at all, you've probably seen one. Um, the Legend of Zelda is a Nintendo game, which means that it is produced and first released in Japan because Nintendo is a Japanese company. Um, so you do see some Japanese food in the precursors to onigiri, which are pretty much to like carbonized rice lumps by the time we found them, uh, <laughs> hail from the yayoi period of Japan, uh, three from 
300 BCE to 300 CE, which is pretty impressive. Like that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, after that, we had uh, Tonjiki from the Heian period from 794 to 1185, in which brown rice was firmly packed into egg shapes and given to servants as tokens of appreciation. Um, hmm. Yeah. After this point, it became like a nationwide staple and has been popular ever since as like the ultimate convenience snack. And it's usually included in bentos. So it's like a sandwich, Japanese style? Well, it's not a. I mean, I mean, I guess it, it could have fillings. I'd say it's more like a. It'd be more similar to like a bun than a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just packed rice, and then it can have stuff inside. But sometimes it's just rice. Um, but it says that it's popular for bentos when watching fireworks or at cherry blossom viewing parties. Which, like, how awesome does that sound? Mm, that sounds amazing. Want to go? Take a little bento box with me to my cherry tree viewing. I know. That sounds really fun to me. Um, Onijiri were included in the first bento lunches for train passengers and Ooh. in the first school meal in Japan. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And it also says that they are pretty typical food items during disaster relief. Oh, I would imagine so because it's cheap and easy. Yeah. Um, so today, you can find onigiri in literally any shape. Like, there are people who make crazy art out of onigiris, and they're basically like little sculptures with seaweed details. Um, and you can buy, like, cheap little molds and seaweed stamp cutters so that you can make things like Hello Kitty and, like, pandas for your own little bento. I have one. Those are so cute. Yeah. Um, and you can also fill onigiri with like all kinds of different fillings including like fish uh salty pickled plums soybeans fried chicken lots of other stuff salty pickled plums yeah i think that's a pretty common one actually interesting why salty i don't know huh okay (laughs) um yeah but with that it is time to try our salmon munier and rice balls Okay, so um, first let's talk about the salmon munir, and we'll rate that. So um, for time, what do you think about the amount of time it took? Uh, I think that we award trois baguettes for time because it, it really was the simplest thing, and I don't eat a lot of fish because I don't love fish. And so I don't make it. So I was really actually kind of worried about it, but I mean, you patted it dry, you put some butter in on the stove and it took like a few minutes of hands-off time for it to cook. And then I popped it in the oven and let it cook the rest of the way. So it was really hands-off time. I mean, and, and the time itself was like basically nothing. It was like, 20 minutes yeah i didn't even put mine in the oven i just left mine on the stove um and the dredging part is literally just like flour flour like it's really all it is it's very very simple um okay so for ease um so we docked this one for us so for ease we awarded it de baguette 
um <laughs> i have to think really hard about my french numbers <laughs> um so we used at uh, we did use goat butter on our sandwich yeah um because that's what they use in the recipe and i feel like it gave it like if you've ever had goat cheese goat butter and goat milk just taste like mild versions of goat cheese um and so they're a little bit tangy and so i feel like it did give it a little bit of tang and i think it was kind of fun to use but it's expensive and it's hard to find and so if you can't find goat butter you just use regular butter it's super easy but the reason it lost the the one baguette was because of the price of salmon um, yeah so salmon can be kind of pricey um and so just because of that we lost one on ease okay so then for taste uh we awarded it trois baguettes um, so you you don't really like fish no uh i don't and salmon in particular because it's fatty I, I like white fish better. Um, but that being said, my family devoured this and I wasn't even sure if they were going to like it or not, because I don't know if my kids have ever had salmon, but all four of my kids took as much as they possibly could. They ate oh, the wow. skin. They, they were begging for more. And Noah even said, mom, next time buy a whole fish for everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's he funny. loved it so much. Um, and I took like four or five bites because it wasn't gross. It was like actually edible fish to me. I just can't eat a lot of fish because I don't love it. So because of that, I would have awarded it probably two of on my own. But knowing how they did it and like that I was even able to eat it, I think it probably deserved three. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, the I think the caveat here is really just if you like fish, then toi baguette. Um if you don't like fish, do a baguette. <laughs> um but the official is three. Um so oh, so in game if you look at the picture of the salmon mirror, actually it's like a salmon steak. So we used salmon fillet. Mm. So I don't know what this would be like with a salmon steak. Um, that I think that would be really hard to find. I I don't think I've ever seen a oh, salmon I... steak for sale. Oh yeah, Whole Foods. They had sta- salmon oh. steak just there at the thing when I was buying the fillets. Oh yeah, see I don't I don't regularly shop at Whole Foods. So I guess yeah, if you go to the right places, you can find a salmon steak. Um, but I'm not sure how that would turn out with Munier. Um, okay, so now for the mushroom rice balls. Okay, so what do you award this on time? We said three, right? Three. Okay. Once again, we are awarding trois baguettes for time. And the biggest reason why is, once again, there are like only a few things that you actually have to do for this. And most of it is hands-off time. So you can be doing something else while it's cooking. Um, Like a rice cooker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't, I I have an instant pot that I sometimes cook rice in, but I just did mine on the stove and it's still mostly hands-off time. Um, Like you turn the stove down, (laughs) that's like what it takes. And then you leave some mushrooms on the stove and stir them every once in a while. And it's like, you can definitely be doing something else while this is happening. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. Okay, so then for 
ease, we ordered de baguette. Um, so this again was an ingredient issue. So um, it's very easy to make, but this, so in the picture in the game, it's very obvious, like the, what they've drawn in there is brown beech mushrooms. Um, this recipe called for brown beech, um, shiitake oyster and king oyster mushrooms. And depending on where you are, what stores you have access to, some of these mushrooms can be really hard to find. I was able to find all of them um, just because I live really close to an Asian market um, that has these mushrooms on hand. Um, you those, you, What did you use in yours? I just used Bella, baby Bella mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I didn't have, at, at the store that I went to, there was only white and baby Bella and I did not have time to go searching. Yeah, I feel like typically if I'm looking at like Walmart or or just like my regular grocery store, that's all there is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so because of that, it got docked a point. Okay. So then what about taste? Taste, we are awarding the baguette. We thought that they were a little bit too sweet. Uh, so you season the rice, which is normal for sushi rice, uh, but there was a little bit too much sugar in both the mushrooms and the rice. And although it was tasty, um, I think it could have stood to be a little more savory. I think, yeah, if you adjusted that a little bit and had a little less sugar and a little more salt, then it would have been like, like perfect. And yeah. It really tasted good. more appropriate for like a dessert rice dish, like, like I mango, know. you know, the mango rice yeah. dessert kind of thing. I think it would have been better than that for that. And also I think it didn't, I mean, and we weren't necessarily trying to make it go together, but the flavor profiles of the salmon meniere and the rice balls didn't really mesh. Not really. I think a lot of that still had to do with like the sweetness issue, but you yeah, have, but it is, it's true. I mean, you do have like a French dish with like a Japanese dish. And so it's, yeah. it's different. Okay. So yeah, because of that, it got two baguettes. So we have still yet to get a, a triple three baguette system here we're only two in we're it'll come it'll come um <laughs> but that's it for uh the salmon meniere uh from legend of zelda breath of the wild thanks for joining us on today's episode of the bitten word podcast we hope you enjoyed it um if you want to see pictures of the food or get recipes you can join us on our socials at twitter um at the bitten pod or on instagram at the bitten word podcast you can also email us with comments questions suggestions pictures etc at the bitten word podcast at gmail.com or to find all of these things and more you can check out our new website at the bitten word podcast um if you're enjoying the show please take a minute to rate and review and spread the word it helps us a lot um and be sure to join us next week because we're going to be talking about Daniela's Spanish stew from Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. So great. Really that excited. Book, that book is like it's very very um it's a page turner. It's very It great. really is. Um I'm so excited great. to talk about it. So I would definitely recommend reading it. <laughs> um especially if you don't want it to be spoiled for you because there probably will be some spoilers. Uh I would recommend reading it. Yep. For sure. So until then, happy playing and bon appetit.